Well, again, everybody, welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 17 Under the Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. As we are each week at uh, G-Mix, it's uh, not currently snowing yet. Beautiful night out, a little cold, but this place is packed. And uh, down, uh, down here in Valley Junction, a lot of cars, a lot of people getting out, doing some shopping. A festive atmosphere here at G-Mix. Uh, Ste- it's steak night, so come on down. Yep, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you feel like you're going to be tucked inside for the next couple of days, uh, this is a good night to get out and do it. Come well, see us here at the Hawkeye Huddle. And we'll be here talking the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes through 7 o'clock. If you miss any portion of today's program, you can pick us up at thehawkeyehuddle.com. That's thehawkeyehuddle.com. We'll have the podcast up tomorrow morning. That's all powered by our friends at Gatehouse Pictures. Appreciate the help that they give us on that. Um, well, the big news today. Tomorrow's the the early signing day for football, if I'm correct on that, right? And uh, the big news today is that Caden Proctor, who um, for all intents and purposes had been a kid from Southeast Pole, who had been committed to the Iowa Hawkeyes since last summer, slow playing the Iowa coaching staff all the way through last weekend. No, no, I'm still coming. I'm still coming. Don't worry about it. He flipped to Alabama today. A lot of things we could talk about in terms of rumors of what happened. Uh, but we, the rumors, right? We right. don't. We, we don't know. We don't know. We, don't know. Uh, we can we can make some educated guesses. It sounds like there was more money involved, probably. One um, would one would think. And um, there may have been some pressure from uh, folks in his family and people around him that were pushing him towards the cash rather than than Iowa. And you know, at the end of the day, it's Alabama, right? Well, um, it's certainly the uh, top of the heap when it comes to college football. You're gonna play, you're gonna go play for the uh, greatest college football coach that's ever walked the earth, uh, in Nick Saban, and and there's only one team that has more starting NFL linemen than Iowa in the Alabama. NFL, and that's, and that's Alabama. Alabama. They have ten. Iowa has seven. So, uh, you know, there's a variety of reasons that he's going. It's clearly disappointing. It's a uh, punch to the gut, a kick to the nads. Call it call it what you want. Call it what you want. Um, and now the question is, uh, how are you going to find and replace a five-star lineman well, so, you know, in, in a day? So tomorrow, and tomorrow they will have um, a, a class sign that, will, uh, that was in the top 20. Now it will be somewhere in closer down in the 40s and 50s. Still above average for a Kirk Ferentz uh, recruiting class, actually, although it's not been terrific. There's some uh, really good players in there. They're going to be rated highly enough, so you've got to be happy about that. Um, they did get a commitment today from the running back uh, that decommitted from Purdue when Jeff Brom uh, uh, moved on back to Louisville. So what's that kid's name? Uh, Washington? Ter- Terrell Washington. Uh, so, uh, and I think he had – Ohio State was interested. I don't know if they offered. But uh, anyway, he went and visited Iowa this week. He'll be there. And then they got a defensive back to, who also committed this week, Tegan da- Davis. Uh, so they're, they're going to have a decent recruiting class. What you just said, though, is the part that, that steams me right, is that Iowa figures out how many kids they need at each spot, and unless somebody falls in their lap that's just incredible, they stop recruiting certain well, spots, it, right? To, to your point, Caden Proctor was the hub of the wheel uh, for their re- recruiting class, and they were playing off of him. Playing around and, and, and holding a spot. There's literally a scholarship that they put and said, this is his, we're not giving it to another lineman. 
right? Well, there's the good now news. Now they have to. Well, the good news is there was 1,300 kids in the transfer portal, and only 20% of them signed. Some of them are offensive linemen. I'm pretty it's sure actually, we can find some. Actually, 4,700 kids in the, currently in the transfer portal. I read 1,300 today. Uh, I read 4,700 today. Wow. That it's up, and that's up 19% versus last year. 1,300 was the first year. I don't know. So like something I, like that. I saw, I saw, seems, I saw anyway. a graph. Anyway, um, there's a lot, there, there are kids out there. Good Iowa, Lord, that's a lot. I know. <laughs> that, now, Iowa has not. Um, they have not really been chasing offensive linemen. They've, they've followed a few. There's no way now, it's 4,700. Well, that's what I saw. On that. There's 100, there's 100, yeah. Say there's 150 teams. That's 30, 30 kids a team. That's not possible. I just, it's, I'm just telling you what your, I saw. Your information is wrong. Okay. There's, I saw there's no it, way. There's no mathematical way that could be. I have to. I'll have to find. I'd you'd have. You'd be losing I, thirty teams, thirty players from each team in Division One. How could that be? Uh, no. Whereas, well, well, whereas, no, no, it's, not, it's not. Not all Division One. Remember, that's every division and every. No. The NCAA right. transfer portal is all is you know eight hundred teams. Right? Well, we anyway. got we got Tom Kicker right. coming at six twenty. So, we can talk more about we, that. We can. I. I couple of other things to throw in because we'll, we'll get to that with recruiting. Um, but we're, we'll talk more about the football uh, uh, bowl game as well as to who's playing. Right. What the depth chart looked like that came out today. It's interesting and mildly interesting enough. So let's talk about some good news. Okay, sure. The good news is, is that our good friend, Brooks Reynolds, who we have only known, I've only known Brooks since we were probably 25 years old. <laughs> and you're younger than I am. There we go. There we go. A few years ago. There we go. It was a few years ago. <laughs> and uh, as, as most of you know, Brooks is the, uh, the ringleader for the Blue Ribbon Bacon Fest, which is in its 15th year. 15th year, yeah. It's that's, crazy. That's amazing. It? And yeah. uh, we've got a nice partnership this year. We're glad to have you aboard. You've changed it up. It's a two-day deal. Tell us about it, Brooks. Yeah, uh, 15th year. It's I can't believe you, it's, it's been that many that long. But uh, we're going to be moving it to the Iowa State Fairgrounds. Uh, I'm one of the co-owners of JR Southport Ranch at the Iowa State Fair. And, um, you know, this year's Bacon Fest was great, but it was so cold. I mean, it was like a day-to-day. It was in the low, low, you know, single double digits. And, you know, we've done it for so long at that time of, time of year. Just kind of like, let's let's try to change it up a little bit. So... Uh, you know, the, the fairgrounds is obviously an iconic place, and the Bill Riley stage is, that's going to be our main stage. So we're going to basically create a festival around the Bill Riley stage. And nice. JR's is obviously the closest uh, beer hall, clo- you know, s- just south of the Bill Riley stage. So that'll be our main food, food area, but we'll kind of basically create a perimeter that's, you know, we'll have bacon booths from, you know, Berkwood Farms and Des Moines Bacon Company. We'll have local breweries from... Uh, Barntown Brewery, Confluence, Peace, Peace Tree. Um, my good buddy Mike Kenfield, who almost got kicked out of Iowa, I might say, uh, <laughs> from Kinship Brewing Company. And, you know, we'll have craft cocktails. Uh, you know, my good buddy Mike Bush, right. Iowa graduate, BWO Outdoors. Um, we'll have Gusto Pizza, Josh Holderness, Iowa graduate. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think who else. We have Dom Idarelli. He went to Iowa State. I really don't like that guy. That yeah, we don't much. talk about I mean, him much. You know. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's a great thing of all things bacon. It's two days. We've got great music. Friday night is uh, the Outlaw Apostles. They're a group from Alabama, up and coming Nashville recording artists. We have Jay Allen, Iowa native. He was on The Voice this season. 
great country act. And then Saturday, we've got some great, you know, live music. Damon Dotson Band, uh, the River City Opry Stars. Um, we got the Samples, which is a, one of my favorite acts out of Colorado. You know, it's, it's all, obviously bacon is the center point, but you got to wash that down with something. That's right. That's right. You know, you need a, maybe Absolutely. a beer or a craft cocktail maybe. or a, maybe a high noon or six. Um, and you, then, you, you need know, something. Oh, yeah. But it'll be a fun day. You know, hopefully it's going to be 75 and sunny and a perfect day to, for all things bacon. And when, when are you moving it to? Uh, May 12th the, and 13th. Okay. So that'll so, work better yeah, outside we, we, for we're sure. We're moving it back yeah. about 10 weeks. Yeah. Um, it just gives us more time to promote, more time to figure out some weird and wacky and wonderful things that we can do. And, um, yeah, we tickets went on sale today at blueurbanbaconfestival.com. Um, so you can get yours today. We we don't we aren't sold out. People think we sell out in a day. Right. You know, eight years ago we sold out once in three minutes and fourteen seconds, but that was eight years ago. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun thing, and you know we, we we do a lot of good. We've helped raise a lot of money for nonprofits. We donate about you know two three hundred tickets to various nonprofits right. around Central Iowa, and they they auction those off through various uh, silent auctions, live auctions. Uh, we give back, you know, money to our volunteers that help us with whether it's leukemia, lymphoma, and such like that. So um, it's just a it's a fun thing here in Iowa. We should be. It's, we're the number one uh, producer pork, of pork, pork in producer. the United States. That's right. It, it, it should be a centerpiece of what we do around here. Well, there's well no we're going to be talking about it for the next uh, uh, however many weeks we've well, left of the show, right? Well, right, at least uh, 10, 10 to 12 weeks that is we it, have left on the show. So whatever information uh, is added to the, uh, to the pot. And send it, uh, we'll check in and send it our way, and we'll get it out on the air. One of the things that Brooks uh, has offered is that we've got a couple of VIP tickets. Is that yep. right, Brooks? That we're going to give away here on the huddle, not tonight, uh, but here in the in the coming days or coming weeks, that we're going to be able to to give away, and we'll figure out a, a good possible way to uh, identify the winners on that. Sure. And. Uh, so it's May 12th and 13th. Tell them how to get tickets again. May 12th and 13th. Tickets are available on our website at blueribbonbaconfestival.com. Two days. You can buy Friday tickets, Saturday tickets, or, the, or both Or days. the package. Right on. Or the package. All right. Thanks, man. Brooksy, appreciate it. Good. Thank you yeah. for coming down. Appreciate your uh, our partnership together, and it's always good to see you, my man. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Go Hawks. Right, go Hawks. Go Hawks. That's going to be a good time. Brooks Reynolds. Um, in the house. Appreciate it so much. Take it easy. So, the last time, uh, the, the last time I went, I've got a picture right, of you. You you have that picture. There, that was the axe throwing day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I so, did, I darn near killed. So somebody. during Bacon Fest, Ridge was inviting in the bacon, and we got stuck in the uh, Templin Rye uh, booth for a few stuck. moments. And uh, there's, I have a picture. If I can find it, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it on the interwebs. I thought he was dead. He was out on an ottoman, laying prone, face to the sky, hands out prone, just going, help me. Now, so it should be noted, that day we started at like 9, uh -huh. right? We went to like 3, and then you and I went to a bar to watch Iowa play Rutgers in basketball, and that was the day that Wieskamp hit the off the backboard, off the backboard corner shot. And so it didn't end with my nap on the ottoman. It continued. But anyway. Well, and you nearly took your leg off in an axe-throwing incident. A, with an a, with trying to throw the axe. I got better at that when I went over the joint over here and practiced a little bit. So Anyway, we're glad to, glad to have it. We're going to absolutely big, big fans of the uh, Blue Ribbon Bacon Fest. Absolutely. Um, let, let's, let's talk a little basketball before. You know, 
Oh, we got, let's talk a little women's basketball before we get into, we'll get back with Kaker to talk football and recruiting and such. Um, women's basketball this week beat you and I 80 to 74. Um, they've got Dartmouth tomorrow at 201 or did they No, move? they're they're at noon. They're at noon now. The men have moved to 2 o'clock. That's or right. Or 230, something so, like that. So, uh, Clark 26, 8 and 7, shocker. Sonano 22, 6 rebounds. Uh, here's the part that was really kind of cool. First of all, she's uh, now 7 points from 2000. She would be the fastest. She Caitlin uh, Caitlin Clark. She would be the fastest ever to get to that point in college basketball ever. Um, the Hawks are nine and three, two and zero oh in the Big Ten. Thirteen thousand three hundred ninety-four people in attendance. Wow! Today. I mean, they're getting uh, they're getting crowds the same size as the men. Uh, perhaps, right? perhaps larger. In, in some cases, definitely, um, and well deserved, right? Because exciting basketball. They put the ball in the hoop and move up and down the floor. And hey, they're ranked number thirteen in the country, number eleven, depending on where you're looking. Um, and then they'll get back into the Big Ten here in about a week and a half. I think they get like a, an eight-day break or something. So like at the that. end of the game, the UNI coach, um, oh my gosh, she went to Lincoln and went to Creighton. Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of her name. Ty, I think it was Ty Warren. Is that her name? I, Tanya Warren. That sounds right. But she was. I don't know. She I was upset or something. Do you know what I I'm talking about? I did not catch it. Okay. I did not. So I, I'll just leave it there. I had. I was making rather merry on Sunday. Yeah, well, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Saturday both, nice. both actually, both, right? We, we were making rather merry. Nice time at your house Saturday, Saturday night, night watching the game. That was pretty fun. And having dinner, and uh, yeah, we had a good time with that too. Um, so there's no wrestling for this week. They're off until the now. I'm gonna. I had it. The soldiers salute. Something like that. Something like that. That's going to be at the Extremes Arena. That's the old Midlands, I guess, is they're going to have that. Well, the Midlands, I think, still exist, but Iowa isn't going to they're that. They're not doing it. They're inviting their own folks to the, their own invitational. And that will happen, I think, the 29th and 30th uh, of the month, um, which happens to also be – I'm going to the, the Iowa-Nebraska basketball game. Can you believe this? I'm going to go in. I'm going to venture into that snake pit and see what happens. Into the vault? Into the vault. My, uh, my, i got to go to Grand Island anyway, so my brother-in-law and I decided we're going to stop there and let everybody go on to Grand Island. We'll have and what day is that game? It's the 29th. Oh, that, that means you were definitely not going to Nashville. Nope, not going to Nashville. Going to GI, celebrating Christmas, and I will be back sitting on a stool here with you, I think. You don't go anywhere. Are you talking about 30, a bar stool? Yes. Okay. Not that stool. But, well, we may have that involved too. But I will. I'm. I will be driving back our, to watch the, the our, whole game right our, here. Your plan is yeah. is to join me in a game watch here. here. Right. Um, I could not find a way where I thought it would be fun at all to watch a game by myself in Grand Island, Nebraska. Regardless. Boy, you know, outside outside of blizzards. I can't read it. I can't think of a reason I'd want to spend any time I can't in either. Grand Island, Nebraska. Is now, obviously, you've got, your wife's got family there. So Is that the music? Oh, okay. I, didn't I, hear, I thought I heard the Okay. Now it's the Christmas music okay. that's going on. I thought I heard the, the bumper. Yeah, she got, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of reason to go to Grand Island. but You, you know, know, unless, of course, you're on your way to Ogallala. It's a nice you place to stop. Carney, or Ogallala, anywhere out there headed, uh, headed you west. And, UNK got a new football coach today. They did? Yeah, I don't know who it is. No. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. not the Carney UNK <laughs> huddle. It's the Hawkeye huddle. That's right. Um, we're kind of all over the place here because we get thrown off when we, th- when we do an interview. That's you know okay. That? It's all right. You know, we, we, don't, we don't do a lot of live interviews. We also do, don't do a lot of phone calls. By the way, you can feel free to call us at 1-800-WE-WON'T-ANSWER. We won't answer. <laughs> yeah, more of us, less of them. We tried that. What remember, are we, Jim, remember we Jim did? Jim Rome? We did that, right? We did that for a little while. We and got just, Tommy. 
and felt like that was the that was the coup de grace. That was the end of it. It should never get any couldn't get any better than that. So he just stopped, right? I mean, yeah. you know, Adam from Adel. Um, so a couple of things. So, Baron so we from as well Dive into this. So the the in the bowl game, uh, Kayvon Merriweather is opting out, not going to play. <coughs> yep. I didn't say yep. Um, so just say this again. I realize it has happened a couple of times. I have a question. Thousands you, of kids have played in bowl he, games. Do and you not think he injured. has some sort of potential nagging injury that he is trying no. to rehab? No, he just thinks he's good. This is what you do, and it's cool, and this is what you do. All right. 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 I don't see him that, as that kind of guy. I don't either, but I was. this was a surprise to me. All right, we'll talk about who's going to replace him when we come back on the Hawkeye Hill on 1700 the Champ 101.3 FM. The X. <clears throat> I feel like I have to clear my throat. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as we are each week, 6 to 7 o'clock, all the way through the uh, college basketball season. So we'll be through here uh, through March, or into March at the very least. Although you're going to Cancun again, without me again, aren't you? Are you on that trip, or is that a girl's trip? I believe that I am currently on the trip. You need to stay home with me. <laughs> For this, there's various reasons why I may not be allowed into Mexico anymore, so we just don't deal with it. Anyway, um, let's get back to the, to, the, to the bowl game, the trans-perfect Music City Bowl. Hawks in Kentucky, 11 a.m. on, on uh, New Year's Eve day, the 31st. Um, a couple of things, as we said, Kayvon Merriweather is opting out for the bowl game. Sebastian Castro is listed as his uh, replacement at the starter position. And Castro had some big hits this year. Let's face it, he's caused a couple fumbles. He's played very, very well. And you're going to have to expect that Xavier Wampa is going to play quite a bit in that spot as well. They're going to move Castro. He plays a little cash, too. Um, so I, I think Oh, the X-Man is going to play. He's going to play. Yeah, I, I, at this point in time, he's hey, let, let's remind everyone that uh, last year in the bowl game was the coming out party for one Cooper DeGene. It was right it's, it's, after certain certain number of extra practices, he gets his chance. He Didn't Riley get hurt? Uh, Riley had been hurt, but I don't know. Did he get hurt in the game? I feel like he was hurt, or Hankins, one of them, yeah. got hurt. Cooper came in, did a nice job, yeah. tracked down the dude on like a yeah. seventy-five yard run. That. Would have, could have saved the game. Would have, could have, right? should have. Could have, should have. Uh, that was a close game. Um, this time, Kentucky is missing their top quarterback, as is Iowa, um, and their top running back. Now, top they, two running backs. So their um, their quarterback is Kaya Sharon. God bless you. Thank you much. 17 for 29 for the year. So he's thrown 29 balls. Joey Labus. Zero for zero. Starting zero for zero. Carson but May, zero for zero. Not much more, right? And, oh, by the way, if you thought Deuce Hogan was going to make an appearance, um, it sounds like there's a transfer from NC State coming in. So It doesn't Ho- sound like it. That Deuce is it confirmed. Hogan may not actually have been all that. The reason he wasn't playing is because he may not have been all that. In the bag so maybe chops. maybe when Kirk said, oh, my gosh, I hope we don't have to go there. Maybe Stoops saw the same thing and went, yeah. oh, my gosh, I hope we don't, don't have, have to, to go, go there. there. Right. He did walk on. I know, don't know if he ever got a scholarship. That was a walk-on opportunity for him. So, Well, I'm pretty sure that he'll be looking at Texas San Antonio some, or some of those other nice places. That's fine, though, right? Why yes. not? Who was the guy for? who went to Louisiana Tech? Uh, Johnny Menzel. No. What did he? Texas A&M. Not, not, uh, not Johnny Menzel. Left Peyton Iowa. Manziel. Peyton Menzel. Did he go to? Louisiana Tech, or did he go to Texas Tech? One of them went to Texas Tech. The, the other the kid, guy whose name started with an S, I think, went to Texas Tech. The, the kid from Arizona State. Seabrock or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, 
And then one went to Stephen F. Austin got to semifinals at mm-hmm. Division One AA. And we they we also had there was one of them you know transferred into Eastern Illinois and was great for or Eastern Michigan was great for a couple of years. I mean, the I was dude a, for yeah. There was a transfer who left Iowa. His name was something Evans. Started with an S. Scored like two or three touchdowns for Eastern Michigan today. Um, yeah, the kid from Illinois. He was supposed to Samson Evans. Samson Evans. Yes. You know what I'd never heard about before today? Samson. Who Samson Evans ever was? Well, he he was actually supposed to be one of those guys, right? All right. He, he was a Cooper DeGene type guy, right? That well, he a looked lot a lot things. bigger than Cooper. Well, that might have been the, the difference, you know, but that was his, his MO going in. Okay, so uh, Kentucky get, uh, scores 22 points a game. They give up 19. All right. They're not a high-scoring team. That plays into Iowa's hands. They don't give up a lot of points. That doesn't play into Iowa's hands very much. Which is why the over/under on this game currently sits at 31, which would be the lowest in bowl game history, or something, something along those lines. So there's. They also fired their offensive coordinator and special teams coordinator, so they have guys calling plays who have never called plays for them before. So do we? Good point. <laughs> but a job maybe here actually all we... we haven't done that. <laughs> no, they called a lot of plays. They're seven and five coming in, three and five uh, in the in the SEC. They did played Georgia 16 to 6 that was pretty tight right but other than that uh, it, it, it looks like a team that uh, on paper Iowa matches up very well with this team and it, if Iowa wasn't missing guys and they weren't missing guys I still think it's a fairly even matchup and we'll see how this goes right? well I mean who are we missing Spencer Petrus you're it, yes. yes we are we are missing yes. Spencer Petrus we're missing Arlen Bruce uh, and Ke- Keegan Johnson Ke- he didn't play all year so I'm not, okay. I'm not counting yeah. him you're missing Arlen Bruce Arlen Bruce uh, Gavin and, Williams. Okay. But he's, you know, okay. He was third. On, he yeah. was the but, third guy down. So, oddly enough, Dallas Cradieth, who uh, has entered the portal already, is still on the roster and going to is listed second string. They're going to let him play. And now, I, see, I think this is fair. I think if you go to the because he graduated, didn't he? Right. Right. So, I think if you go to the coaches and go, look, hey, guys, I, I know I'm not going to start next year. Do you mind if I, you know, I'm going to transfer and go somewhere where I can start and play some football? Do you mind if I hang around with the team the rest of the time? I've been the on this team for, right? for five years. And I think that's totally, that's totally within the realm of, yes, you should, right? Uh, I think that's up totally. And, up until the point you decide to say, you know what, I'm going somewhere else, right. then, then sure. Absolutely. I, I, and to, I, to, he's the kid. And keep in mind, Spencer Petrus is hurt. Now, yes. He's not transferring. Right, right. Alex Padilla right. is transferring. Um, and... You know, okay. The future is now for the Iowa football team when it comes to their quarterback position for at least one game. And for Joey Labus, this is couldn't be any better because he's going to be behind Cade McNamara in the starting and, practice. But right? yet, Cade McNamara so, during the spring may not be able to go or go full speed because right. he's coming off so an Labus injury. So Labus is going to get a chance to prove himself. So is Carson right? May. They're both going to have yeah. an opportunity to get a lot of snaps, yep. a lot of practice work. You know, uh, obviously, I, I think practice starts today. I think they've started. I think they started earlier this week. Well, today's Tuesday, so I mean, how oh, yeah, much Monday. early? <laughs> yeah, okay. I think they started Saturday or something. But anyway, oh, okay. If you're wondering where Tom Kaker is, he is unable unable to join us. He had to go to a visitation tonight, and I'm sorry that he sent me a message and I did not get that. So that's on me. Wow, but once never, in 19 years. And it's not his fault. Somebody died. Yeah, yeah. That's what it takes to keep him away from the Hawkeye Huddle. Totally un- you know, yeah. Yep. I, um, I asked him to go to a back room, but he said that was a little, a little <laughs> rude. I did not ask him that. A couple of record. other interesting things on the depth chart. So Jennings Dunker back in at first string, 
over Bo Stevens, and uh, DeYoung is back in on the first team over Jack Plum, who's actually going to play on the other side there, so that's fine. There's, so basically, DeYoung is back, and Jennings Dunker is back, so we'll see whether that makes a difference. You, you're believing the depth chart? I am believing the depth chart because they weren't there to, to end the year, right? Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a well, purposeful it, move, right? If, if nothing else, at least they're healthy enough to play. Right, and they weren't healthy enough well, to play at the it, end of the year. It, it, was it Stevens or Denker that got hurt in the Nebraska game? One of them got hurt in, um, the, in the game. Well, and I, I thought it was uh, Stevens. Which one of them got a finger in the eye against Wisconsin? I don't. Th- these we are things mo- I don't know. We it, were moving the ball and didn't yes, get them again, right? Right. So th- there's been injuries up and down that line. Injuries up and down that line. So um, at this point, nice to see him coming coming in and, and well, getting a chance. And again, these extra practices for your for your new center who's now played twelve games, right? It can't hurt him. He, it, and that gives him an, op- snap count down, an right? opportunity to work with a new quarterback yep. and get the cadence figured out as opposed to throwing Joey or Carson in in the middle of a game where they've basically had zero practice time together. Right. So so right. hopefully that this is a, a positive in that regard. And maybe we're grasping the straws a little bit, but there's one thing that's going to show up and it always does show up, and as long as Jack Campbell's on that football field, you can be darn sure that the defense is going to give maximum effort. Because if the first moment that someone decides that they're not, I'm pretty sure 31 is going to be in their grill. Uh, consensus All-American. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, nine. Unanimous. Unanimous consensus. Got to get to the ring of honor, doesn't he? Doesn't he get up? Doesn't he get his gotta, name up there? Got to be a two-timer. Two-timer? Oh boy, that's why it's Unani- hard. Unanimous. Well, that's why it's hard. Unanimous because Linderbaum was the same the same way. Wow, he was unanimous, but only a one-timer. And so that that ring is gonna is a difficult a- thing. And in today's world, where you leave early, and, and it's even harder. It, yeah. Right. Um, you know, I mean, Tyler Linderbaum could have played another year and he'd be up there, right? But exactly, right. but he's playing for the Ravens, and you know, Jack Campbell next year. By the way, I was watching part. I went out on Sunday because there was a cotillion at my house, so I was watching football and Josie Jewell like made an inter- interception or something, and you just you know you watch pro football and. There's over 30 Hawkeyes yes. in the league playing right now, right. contributing. Right. right. And right. They, There's and like 30 of them that are contributing on rosters, another eight or 10 that are in practice squads. And, and that's not even count. I don't know if that counts, you know, Micah Hyde, Nike Bacher, and, and those guys who are, who are been injured. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just talking about the Bills team, <laughs> uh, nevertheless. But uh, nice uh, promo last night by George Kittle on the Peyton Eli ESPN broadcast. Uh, he was on during the, I think it was the end of the first quarter or second quarter in the first half, obviously, and uh, was talking about, you know, Brock Purdy and everything that's going along. And and he goes, you know, I, I knew about him and he couldn't beat yeah. my Hawkeyes. Yeah. And then, and Peyton goes, well, you know, over there at tight end, you, we got you. And he goes, yeah, and Hawk and Noah and. And he just kept going. He goes, "There's another one coming, Sam." You know, and Sam Laporta. And now you never know if the if the if Eric All comes, uh, gets his injury situation taken care of, coming in from Michigan. 
That kid's awesome. You, you might terrific. have two. Yeah. yeah with right. Luke, with Luke, Luke, Luke. Yeah. Luke Lachey. Yeah. Luke Lachey is every bit as good as Sam Laporta. I think he is, too. I think he is, I, too. I think he's got better hands. I was just going to say, I think Sam Laporta finds himself dropping passes that he should catch. Right. He's open and he's fast, but I think he drops drops balls. And apparently Eric All, by the way, uh, is, it, it's not just him catching the ball. He can block, right? And this is attractive to Iowa football yes, coaches. Shocker. Yeah, just, just, just in. Uh, well, while we've got a chance, because we're going to get to our we, – we got a decent top five, uh, Fifth Street Five coming up. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Men's basketball, they won the one game they played this week, 106-75 against uh, Southeast Missouri State on um, Saturday night. Uh, they got uh, tomorrow now at 2.01 in the afternoon. It's BTN Plus, so you you got to be able to dial it up on the Internet if you can do that. Uh, against Eastern Illinois, they're the worst team in the Ohio Valley, as you just said. Here's a couple interesting things that happened the other night. Flip Bracha, who is now the Big Ten Player of the Week. There you go. Uh, for 30 points and six assists and nine boards. Uh, he's 12 of 13 from the field, so he's had a number of good games in a row. It struggled against Duke with the size they had, but other than that, he's played really well. Played great against Iowa State. Played pretty good against Wisconsin and played terrific the other night. And then Peyton Sanford finally got him got, got well, a slump busted somehow, and well, he, he scored 24 the other night. You know, and I think the thing that uh, – and Tom mentioned this. So what would get Peyton Sanford outside of a slump buster out of his shooting woes and the, the number one thing that we thought might happen, and, and that was to see the ball go in the hoop. And he did it by going to the basket, and he, and he got a couple layups, and one was on a breakout, another, you know, coming around the top on the curl, and, and then he hit a three. And then he had a heat check, and he hit that one, and all of a sudden, and there was a game last year, I think it was in the Big Ten tournament, where I think he scored 11 points in, like, 83 seconds or something yeah. and he can do that in a very very fast and quick mode but he hasn't this is obviously the first time this year that he's done it and let's hope that th- this ohio valley conference run that he's on <laughs> continues to break break him out because we absolutely yeah, need, need him yeah. uh you know patrick is is proven that he can uh go and, and get points tony perkins is a little off right now getting the line and scoring that way, but it hasn't real been real efi- efficient and effective uh, from the field. Obviously, Phillips has been doing a great job playing the best basketball of his Iowa career. But, you know, whether it's Eulis, uh Peyton, Connor, um, or someone else, Kingsbury, off the bench, coming in and knocking down a three, we're going to need that as we get into the Big Ten schedule. Especially when you're not sure when you're getting Chris Murray back. Sounds like no way tomorrow, possibly Nebraska next week, um, and we'll see whether that happens or not. Um, he was out there dribbling around the other night. Uh, that so was interesting. he's obviously doing. I don't know. I still I don't know that that's plantar fasciitis. Do you? I do. Nobody ever said for sure, but I I wonder if it's some, something easier to get over that. Well, oh, man, high ankle sprain or whatever you want to call it. I mean, none of it. A high ankle sprain? All right. Those are hard. We'll come back. Uh, we got our Fifth Street Five coming up, and uh, we'll keep breaking down some Iowa basketball and football. We come back here on the Hawkeye Hill at 1700. The Champ, 101.3 FM. And we're back here with the segment number three here in G-Mings. Hawkeye Hill, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton, Jr., we we'll make sure we thank the rest of our great sponsors. We talked to our Blue, Blue Ribbon Bacon Fest uh, sponsor Go earlier. Go Bacon. 
earlier in the uh, program, but of course, we want to thank uh, our friends at AMPM Plumbing because they do plumbing, Brett. They do. They do plumbing. Uh, also, right across the way here, uh, Remax Concepts, Angie Lancaster, uh, as we have advertised before, she sold Dave's house in one day. I mean, come on. Please. Uh, that's, please. <laughs> right? That's a, that, that's a kind of a service you can get. Angie Lancaster um, at, <clears throat> excuse me, at Remax Concepts. Brian Houck at Key Mortgage also can help you out if you need a little financing. He's prepared for a number of different scenarios for people. By the way, Brian Houck's turning 50. Is he really? Yeah. He didn't look 50. Yeah, I know. He wears it well. He sort of like Chuck Reed wears it well. He does. With the tip of the cap as he comes in, happy about Drake's victory today over Mississippi State. Right. We know he was watching somehow. Um and a, uh, who did I miss? G-Mix. G-Mix, right here. Right. Right. And uh, Fifth Street Gate, 5. Fifth Street 5. Time for our Fifth Street and 5. And Hollywood. Brought to, well, I did Gate Hollywood. Okay, that's right. Earlier. But uh, time now for our Fifth Street 5. I think we're reverbing a little bit, aren't we? Maybe I don't know. I could, I could reverb. Okay. Um, brought to us by the, our good friends at Private Wealth Asset uh, Management. Correct. Right. Uh, right here. They're here in Valley Junction. and uh, 315 Fifth Street. And what they're trying to do... It's really kind of sunshine all the great businesses here on Fifth Street and Valley Junction. That's why we do our Fifth Street Five. Of course, tomorrow, uh, Thursday night's jingle in the junction might be a little dicey based on the weather, but that doesn't mean it won't necessarily happen. They, they, last time they said it wouldn't happen, but people were still open. Right. right. So you can check it out. They still have a lot. I mean, tonight, all these stores are open tonight. When we drove up, the place was packed, the street was. So a lot going on down here. Uh, it's a great place to come down during the holidays because everything's decorated up. A lot of fun shops. All right, so the top five we're going to go with here is it's, it's the top five signing day spurns. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that they had to wait until signing day itself, but guys we were counting on or that we were looking at that were uh, we thought were coming, big big names that were going to come to the University of Iowa, and turned around and said, no, we're not doing it. This is, this is harder for me because I, I never followed the recruiting as closely as you did. I had, I, I'm going to admit, I went back and looked at some recruiting classes to get the right names. Right. So the ones that I, I was able to come through, because you, you gave this to me a little later in the I day. Did. Then, uh, of course, Caden didn't. This news broke at four o'clock. He's going to be number one, though. Well, right? of course, yeah. I mean, you don't lose the tenth best uh, recruit in the country, number one uh, offensive tackle. The no. highest recruit you would ever have had at the University of, of Iowa in terms of right rankings. after Blake Larson. Uh, he would have been higher than that. I was yeah, kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he would have been number one both on, on both of our lists. That's easy enough. Right. Number two, Ross Pierschbacher. Yeah, right. He would, and again. Committed to Iowa for a very short while and then flipped to Alabama. So that one didn't happen late, but it did hurt that he had committed to Iowa and said, nah, I'm going down there. And he had a great career down there. And, and it, he is now currently a backup lineman, I think, on the Lions. Okay. I wasn't sure where he was. He played guard mostly at Alabama and ended up playing center. Um, and I think he got a ring, national championship ring. Uh, I think he did uh, for sure get a national championship. Probably yeah. when Tua came in for, um, yeah, Hertz. I that what think because I think he was like a 2013 recruit, so it would have been around 2017, 2018. That'd been close. So um, I got a couple of guys who actually did flip. Okay. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily as big as some of the other recruits, but 
Remember the uh, running back, Karan Higdon, uh, went to Michigan, literally woke up, uh, Kirk walked in the office and found out on signing day he ain't coming. He had told Kirk on the night before he was coming, he's not coming. He went and he started at Michigan for a couple of years. So that there's that guy. All right. And Delano Hill was a defensive back who did almost the same thing. He flipped right before uh, right before signing day to Michigan. What was uh, James he was like, White? He was only like a third. So James White's deal was he was at Wisconsin. Right. right? Uh, and I believe there was, I can't remember which running back. So there was like three running backs, and they said the first one to pick Iowa, that's who were taken. It was him, like uh, James White and Melvin Gordon were in there at the same time, like in some something like that. And Iowa didn't get, or maybe it was just him and uh, White. So one of those deals where he just didn't decide. So well, who, I, I, I don't think that that's I don't think that's as much a spurn as it I, somebody else chose. Eno Benjamin was on my list. Yes. So Eno Benjamin and Bo Corrales are my guys from I think that was 2017. Totally committed to Iowa. Snuck off to other schools for trips. Showed up on the gram. Right, and showed up on the and the text, and then they were never heard from again here. But Eno Benjamin playing in the F, Benjamin playing in the NFL. I would put him uh, as as a I mean because he was fully all in committed, right? Right. And then he wasn't, right? Um, a couple of other interesting names. Here's one. Um, so, fun ones. Juan Harris committed to Indiana, then Iowa, then Indiana, then I think Auburn. Then I can't remember. He was committed to like five different schools. I don't know if he ever played. What about Bone football. Crusher? Bone Crusher Smith. That's going way back. He actually went to Iowa, but there was a little issue where he stole stuff out of a bunch of people's lockers, so they kicked him off the team. That's oh, a whole different. So team. okay, so he actually showed up though. Yeah. Uh, Alex Kazan was my number five. Alex Kazan was a guy we were all worried about. He was an offensive lineman, uh, 2013, 2014, and um, ended up going to Auburn. Uh, and it was really a we, – we thought, surely, it was a big deal that this kid was a couldn't-miss kid, and I don't think anything ever went right for him down at Auburn. It wasn't, but he was a he Was, was he a part of the Gene firm. Chizik regime? I think he was. I think he was. So he got a ring. Other names on my list. Tommy Zibikowski ended up at Notre Dame. Now, he didn't flip or anything, but he was right to the end, uh, right to the end with us. Chantrell Henderson, kid went to Miami, was right to the end with Iowa. Big, big-time recruit. We thought that was going to be a huge one. It didn't happen. And Akeel Lynch was a running back that I think everybody was hot after he ended huh. up at Penn State. Guys, that I just picked up. But I think you go Proctor, Pierschbacher, definitely. Benjamin's in there. Along with, you can go with the, the flips from Karan Higdon and Delano Hill. Yeah, no, I think you're right yeah. on those to the so, Michigan ones. A um, couple of basketball ones that just come to mind. The biggest one was Tyler Eulis. Right. Literally decided, I'm not going to Michigan State, I'm going to Iowa, and Kentucky came in on signing day. And, and, and swooped him in. Yeah. A little bit of... Bourbon barrel in yeah, a bag. Might have been a car involved with that. Terry Cummings, ready Sweet to... Sweet tea. Was ready to commit to Iowa. T.C. Terry Kelly went to going, DePaul. Went to DePaul because he had a dream and God told him to go to DePaul. Well, they he said that later. He said, I was all signed and sealed going to, loot, uh, going to Iowa. He would have been on that Final Four team. That's how good they would have been. Went to DePaul. And he was he went to the Final Four the next year with DePaul. With, with DePaul. Mark Guire. Yep. And uh, you know who else was down to Iowa and, and it, not a spurn, but down to Iowa and where he went? Isaiah Thomas. Zeke? Yep. No Imagine kidding. him and Ronnie Lester playing together. Man, would that have been something, right? Anyway. Well, he would have been a freshman. Yes, he would have he was younger. But, yeah. So we got Kenny Arnold. We ended up getting Kenny Arnold, which was still great, right? Anyway, all these things come to mind. You start looking at it and think about it. It's, it's interesting, but this, is, this one hurts. 
and it's going to hurt. But let's I didn't know Isaiah Thomas was uh, between Iowa and Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. So, Luke, Luke. What about Dion Thomas? Luke was a, uh, oh, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good one. He did flip, didn't he? Well, that was the whole Bruce yeah. Pearl thing with the phone. Uh, all right, so I guess the only last call we could have is Iowa and Eastern Illinois tomorrow. Well, now, I don't know what the, what the uh, point spread is. I'm going to guess the number's around 30. Okay. I'd lay it. Yeah. yeah I'd, probably lay, I'd probably lay up to 18 in the first half. We, uh, they, well, we were joking the other night. I wonder what the over was, and somebody texted you. They just hit yeah, the over they, with nine they, minutes to go. They tweeted it out at uh, about 8.30 that uh, Iowa had already hit the over. So uh, expect a lot of points out of, the, out of the basketball team tomorrow. In spite of the change in weather, Eastern Illinois coming in, they're, they're like 340 or 3.38 or something in Ken Palm. Iowa at this point at 8-3, own one in the Big Ten, but at 8-3, still number 20 in Ken Palm. And ESPN's, uh, I think it's Lenardi uh, that had the ranking today. They had Iowa an eight seed playing here in Des Moines. That which we would all take. We would all take. Exactly. <laughs> we, so, we so much would. Yeah. Right? Um, that, might, that might cause me to uh, come you would, back. You would end up getting a number one right after that. They but, it's eight, Kansas. But, it, but it's Kansas. But it's Kansas. We're not afraid of Kansas. We may not beat Kansas, but Iowa is not afraid to play Kansas. We no, have, because they they play they would play with they would play with your style, right? Right. It wouldn't be they wouldn't be knocking they wouldn't you be around like, right. No, they wouldn't they wouldn't be slowing you down and they wouldn't be knocking you around. They'd be trying to run with you, um, and that's you know that would be interesting. And that's so what Simo, Simo tried to do. It was funny to watch, right? They they tried to play we, that we game. We were, saying, the, we're, we're like, like, oh my god, they're trying to run with us, right? And it 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 worked for a little while. What until we had sixty in the first half? Yeah, right. 60. Good Lord. The, <laughs> we're going to score. We're going to score 60 points in the first half. So that was really. It, 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 it will be interesting to see. I, I think this Iowa basketball team is going to is one of the few teams that we've seen that you can guess how they're going to play based on the type of team they're going to play. No right? question. I, I mean, there there is certain there's a certain skill set there and they're not going to play well against the teams that are just giant. And teams that bang you around like Wisconsin do, it's going to be a little t- a little tougher. Anybody that wants to run, we got a shot. See, I, th- I, th- I think they're going to be okay against Michigan State, and, and I think but Purdue's yes. going to give them trouble. Yeah, Illinois, like uh, Illinois is going to be interesting. The Big Ten's just going to be a banger. I mean, you got to you got to win at home and try and scrape one or two out on the road. Nobody's bad. All right, we'll come back. We'll have you ready for the bowl game next week when we're here at seventeen hundred. The champ and one hundred one point three FM. <laughs>